This morning we want to look at what ways God looks to communicate his love to us. And we know there are many ways that God communicates with us. We're told in Steps to Christ that he communicates through us through his word, which is the most important, right? Because that is always dependable, never misleading. He communicates through us through nature. He communicates through us through providence and through the still small voice, the impressions of the Holy Spirit upon our hearts. So God is always looking for ways to communicate his love to us, isn't he? That heart of love, because he does love us with an everlasting love. And he wants us to enter in through the gates of that holy city. Now, I can only imagine, you know, how, how he longs to make it sooner than later. But we're going to take a little bit different approach to this topic this morning, messengers of love. And we're going to look at other ways that God sends messages, messengers of love, to us as his children. And the first way we want to talk about again is the scriptures. Here, the word of God, 1 John 4 verse 8 says, God is love. That's only part of that verse, but that, it, that little three-word partial sentence sums up the entire word of God from Genesis to Revelation. God is love. He loves us very much. And so if we want to respond to that love, and you know, when we sense God's love, when we sense somebody's love for us, it makes it easy for us to want to reciprocate, right? You know, if you smile, you get smiles back, right? And just a simple smile is a communication. What would it be like if we were up here and we were always frowning, you know, and talking like this? It wouldn't be very pleasant, would it? So God uses his word like a smile on us. And when he smiles on us, he, we can respond back to him. Thank you. In that, that response of love. And I don't know about you, but when we read the word of God, we see his love imprinted in all kinds of stories, promises, trials, hardships. In every way, God is putting his love in his word for us to read and to absorb. And so many times as we implant his word in our hearts, when we need that word to come back at a, a moment that of great need, it is there. Those, those promises, those verses, those words the Holy Spirit brings back to our thoughts to encourage us to move forward. So that's one way that we receive a message of love from God is through his word. Another way we receive messages of love from God is through angels. Now, angels have, and in the Word of God, we can look at different stories that have angels appearing for different purposes. But each angel who was sent with a message of love from the heart of love, the heart of God, came with different, a different twist on how that love looked. So, can anyone think of an angel who was sent to give a message of love by giving a warning? This is going to be a little bit more interactive this morning. Anybody, can you think of anybody, any situation, a person in the Bible who an angel from heaven was sent to them to give them a message of love because he was giving a message of warning? Okay, very good. I hear Abraham. I've heard Lot. Those are the ones I put on. There's many. 
There's, there's several, I should say. But here, because of God's great love, he sent this angel to Abraham, wanted to talk to him about this city over here called Sodom, right? And he had something to say. And in that discourse, as we read through the angel's communication and Abraham's response, this angel gave a, a warning message. And are we given a warning message? Oh, yes, we are. Revelation. Daniel has is is got lots of angels bringing warning messages, right? We need to pay attention. And Abraham dialogued with that angel. And they negotiated a bit. I thought that was interesting. But that negotiation really, ex- uh, again, emphasizes God's heart of love. Even for five people, five righteous, he would spare the city. So that was a great message of love. So those angels came to give warnings. Sometimes angels came to bring special messages, special messages about births. Can anybody think of uh, who received an angel that got a message? Mary did. Right. Mary did. Hannah, our Manoah's wife did. Elizabeth got one of, wouldn't that be incredible if you had an angel come to, come to you and say, I've got some news for you. <laughs> You're going to have a child. You know, in each one of those situations, it seemed impossible because uh, for at least a couple of the couples, they had already tried for many years and the womb was closed. So I can only imagine the rejoicing and the faith it took to believe not just for the mom, but for the dad, about that gift of love going to be placed into their home. And of course, Mary, who wasn't married, can you imagine getting that message, right? That wouldn't have been necessarily so easy to receive, but by faith, because she had a connection with the Father in heaven, she knew he was a God of love who was personal to her. And he was a God who fulfilled his promises that he would use her as a humble vessel to bring, to birth the deliverer, the savior of the world. What an opportunity and privilege. So angels are sent to bring special messages. Angels are sent to bring comfort. Can you think of anybody in the Bible who had an angel come to them who brought them comfort? Jesus did very good in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Wow, we have no idea. Our most difficult trial, our greatest heartache will pale in comparison to what Christ did for us. And as he was there in that garden suffering, recognizing just within moments of time, he would be crucified, a humiliating death um, for us. And he, he, the weight of, of our sins was upon him, but also the realization that he could be eternally separated from his father if he failed his mission. That is a lot of responsibility. And as the devil was there hammering on him, God the Father in love sent that angel to comfort him, to strengthen him for what was soon to take place. So there is an angel of comfort sent. Elijah got an angel of comfort too, didn't he? He got the angel of comfort even though he was running away from God. I mean, can you imagine? He'd been hunted for three and a half years. 
Now he's did this great, incredible, uh, visible presence on the Mount Carmel, and there were no friends with him, right? Nobody was standing right by Elijah's side at this point. And there was at least 450 prophets of Baal and who knows how many other people there. We've actually been on that mount in Israel. And it's amazing to think that those were the the same area where he stood. And as you look down the mountain, down below in the valley below, you could probably see, you could probably see the, the children of Israel there watching, listening, anticipating what's going to happen on that mount. I mean, just the fact that he showed up after being hunted, you know, the most wanted on the most wanted list for three and a half years. God was with him. The God of love gave him the power to do his mission. The end of that mission, he was exhausted. And he lost his sight of the heavenly father, the God of love. And he started focusing on a woman called Jezebel. And he was afraid and he ran. And God sent an angel to comfort him, to strengthen him for the journey, and eventually, you know, turn him around and bring him back to God's intended purpose. And angels are also sent to give instructions for duty. Gideon is an example we have in the Bible who had an angel appear to him that gave him clear instruction for duty. Mary at the tomb, an angel appeared to her and gave her clear instructions. Go back and tell them our Lord is risen. So angels are messengers of God's love. And we are told that there are angels who come into the lives of human people in certain circumstances, uh, shall we say, as clothed or, or in, the, in the form of a human. They don't come in the bright angelic being as we would think of that, but they come in the form of humans to do all of those things. Maybe some of you have encountered what you may have called an angel story. It'll be exciting when we're in heaven and we can see, oh, wow, you know, that experience we had, that was really God sending an angel in the form of a person, so to speak, And he ministered or he helped me and he gave the warning or whatever it is, whatever our needs are, God is there to give us those messengers of love. And then we want to look at messengers of love through nature. And I'm not a very techie person at all, so I'm not doing PowerPoint or nothing. But I have asked Mike Teal and the staff back there, I sent them some pictures and they have organized them for me. And they are putting up some of those pictures of nature. So I want to read to you from the book, Steps to Christ, page 10. Because here we see in nature that God truly is a God of love. And he's constantly trying to communicate that love message to us. And it says, God is love. Is written on every opening bud. I love it here. This time of year we come here and you have, uh, I just drew a blank on the, the tree, the flowers, the pink ones. Red buds, thank you. Red buds. We have watched them just explode in color during this week. It's been beautiful. On every opening bud is the message of God's love. Upon every spire of springing grass, the lovely birds making the air vocal with their happy songs. The delicately tainted or tinted flowers in their perfection, perfuming the air. The lofty trees of the forest with their rich foliage of living green all testify to the tender 
fatherly care of our God and to his desire to make his children. That's us, right? What's the next word? Happy. Happy. God's heart of love is constantly communicating through us, to us through nature, to communicate that love and to make us happy. Are you happy when you wake up and hear the birds sing? I mean, it already makes your day start off good, right? Are you happy when you see those red buds popping with color? And you see that spring green and you feel the fresh air. You see the trees of the forest. And some of these pictures, yes, they're off the internet and some aren't. Some are ones that we have found. But just imagine, we are always, Tom and I are always looking for expressions of God's love in nature. This particular picture is a clunk of grass or a a cluster of grass that I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But I want to say that that's on our property. Can you imagine grass growing in the shape of a heart? Amazing. Now, that's not how all our grass grows there in Arizona. Believe me. It's, it's a rare find. But on our property, on occasion, we will run across one of these clumps of grass. And as we do that, that's a message of love that God has created for us to remind us of how much he loves us. So there's all different ways that God communicates his messages of love through nature. We have some more here. Uh, You can go ahead and click a few more slides there. You will see some cactus. Now, we don't usually consider cactus uh, something that's lovely, right? Necessarily. I mean, it's kind of pricky and thorny, and we tell our grandchildren, you don't want to get by the cactus. We do have a few hardy varieties of cactus that live at that high elevation we are. But on our walks, we have found cactus. We have found rocks. This rock was so big, the picture, you really can't tell in the picture, I should have put my hand by it, but I would have had to dig in the ground to dig this rock out. But look at the shape of that. We're just simply on a walk, taking a walk, enjoying nature, and in our path is this expression, a messenger of love in just a rock. So God has all ways that he communicates that love to us through nature. So now I want to um, have some helpers. You know, one of the things, okay, just before I raise your hands, but thank you for being very quick. One of the things that we have had a burden in our home to do, and we've done it since our children were little, was to make Sabbath super special. The best day of the week. The most anticipated, look forward to, happiest day of the week. Because it wasn't always that way in our home. And one of the things God told us is that we as parents have to invest ourselves to make that accomplish, right? And so we have tried through the years, over the many years, we have had... Uh, themes in our homes and we focused on maybe it's a Bible story maybe it's on a character quality maybe it's on something on nature that we want to learn and all through the years we have tried to do not uh, not only make Sabbath special through the word of God and the study of his word but also through nature because it's God's second lesson book isn't it and what we have done here today is to exemplify an activity we have done in our home recently with our grandchildren. 
in this topic of messengers of love. And so what, we, what I did is I have brought some nature messengers of love that we want to look at here, get our hands on, and talk about a little bit. So now I need some volunteers. I need seven. Oh, this is going to be very hard because I see more than seven hands. Okay, either one of you boys in the blue shirt, you're going to have to pick. You can decide because I can't bring both of you. Uh, the boy all the way back there. The girl here who... The girl, girl there, so that's four. I need three more. Right here, thank you for raising your hand. The girl right there, yes, you, uh-huh. And let's see, how many are coming up? Because I think people are thinking I'm pointing to them. So I might have more than seven, but let's see. Let's count you out. Do I have seven? Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I do. Sorry. Okay. So what I have done is I have brought a tray, and on my tray, which you can't see, and that's why I need my helpers up here, we have nature items that are messengers of love. Messengers of love, very good. They all have some shape of a... Just, who said that? Heart. I said it. Heart. Heart. Okay. This is on now. Okay, very good. You can't see it. You know, I should have had a table up here. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring this up here a little bit. No, I guess you can't. Since you're so big, can you bring me that chair over there? Thank you. I think you're strong enough to carry that. And we're going to go to all one side of the stage here. Not because this is the best side. But you've got screens you're going to see, so don't worry. I'm going to use that to put these on. But I'm going to turn it like this so you can see my tray. And I have more than seven things on my tray here this morning, but I want each of you to pick up just one item. Whoa, okay. Let's see if we can get a variety here. Okay, oh, you, okay, I thought you were gonna pick up that box. Somebody picked up the box, okay. All right, so each of these children are holding a messenger of love in nature. So, we're going to start with you. What's your name? Benjamin. Benjamin, how old are you? Eight. Have you been to family retreat before? Good. And where are you from? Oklahoma. Well, you're close by, right? Right here in Oklahoma. Oh, it's muted? I can unmute it. Oops. Now, now try it. Is it good? It works. Okay, you got to say that again. Midwest City. Midwest City, Oklahoma, huh? What did you pick off the tray? A leaf. And what shape is that leaf in? A heart. Have you ever seen a heart-shaped leaf before? Yes. Do you collect them? No. (laughs) I have. Now, what he's holding is an artificial counterfeit leaf. Can you hold it up? Turn it it that way because they want to see the pretty side. There you go. Okay, and turn it this way so the camera gets to see your leaf too. I have tried to collect leaves. I found a gorgeous heart-shaped leaf. I was so excited. And my husband said to me, honey, it'll never make it. I picked it off the tree, just one. I pressed it in my book. I carefully took care of that. I had to transport it. I carefully replaced it, transported it. And eventually it was so dried out, it just started to crumble away. And I held it up and I thought... That hardly has a resemblance of a heart. 
So I had to bring an artificial one. So you can put that back on the tray, but don't leave, okay? All right, and this young lady, can you step right up here? What is your name? Madeline. And where are you from, Madeline? Oklahoma. Whoa, two Okies up here with me. Okay, and how old are you, Madeline? Eight. Eight and eight. Pretty good, huh? Okay, <clears throat> can you tell people what you picked off the tray? Um, it's a rock. And what, what do you notice about the rock? Um, you don't see anything. Okay, I'm going to do something for you. I got to help her out a little bit. As I said, that when my husband and I, or any of us in our family, particularly my husband and I, because we're really into love, right? And when we go on walks, hikes, we are so observant for those messengers of love. So this is one we found on a hike in Montana. So if you, you don't mind a little water on your hand, do you? Okay, you children can walk. No, I'm not, well, what I want you to do is hold the rock, because I'm going to put water on that rock, and it's going to drip off the rock and get your hands wet. And you children watch with Madeline and see if you see anything appear on the rock. It appears a heart. A heart! Because of the coloration in the rock. Oh, oh there you go. If you turn it this way, Daniel's going to try to get that on the camera. You can step right up if you need to. Okay. This rock, which we would have passed over, had a little bit of snow melt off drizzling you know across some rock air, a rocky area that we were hiking in and there was just enough water coming across this little piece of rock that popped the heart it shone through the water and I said honey there it is there's love up here in the mountains maybe hundreds of people have walked over this rock but it's fairly obscure. It's not in a very, you know, a very popular place. It's on a trail. But when the water hit the rock, the heart shone forth. You know, when the Spirit, the Holy Spirit waters us, we shine forth the love of God. So thank you. You can put that back on the tray, Madeline. Thank you for not getting, minding getting your hands wet. But you don't leave yet, okay? Okay. Oh, I'm glad you don't mind getting your hands wet. Okay, and you've got your name tag on. That's good. Ben. Okay. How old are you? I'm 13. 13. Okay. And what did you pick up? Uh, a stone. And what do you notice about the stone? It's shaped like a heart. Is it really a super beautiful stone? Not really. <laughs> Absolutely not. Most people would see. Here, you can hold it like this so the camera can get that. And when we're done with Sabbath school this morning, you will be able to come to the back table and you can look at the tray. I don't mind if you pick the things off the tray, but I don't want you to take them with you, okay? Because we have more retreats to do. But this stone is quite ugly. Too, I mean, it wouldn't be something that we, oh, isn't this a gorgeous, precious stone? I mean, it's just an ugly rock. But when we were walking... Because where we live, we have to look where we walk. Because we got lots of rocks. And if we don't, you know what happens? I trip and then you fall. Yeah, I fall down. So this rock, we were, we were just walking on our road one day. And we walked that way literally hundreds of times because I do a lot of walking. And one day this, this rock was there. And I looked. And I looked again. I had to move a little bit of dirt because sometimes you have to be a little bit 
curious. And there it was, a heart, right in the middle of the road, right on my path, a heart of love. Thank you. You can put it back on the tray and stay right up here. You, let's see, you're next. Go ahead and tell us your name. Daisha. From? Where are you from? O- Oklahoma. Another Oklahoma. Where were you from? Kansas. Oh, th- say that again. Kansas. All right, we got a new state up here, Kansas. Okay, and how old are you, Daisha? Nine. Okay, can you hold up what you have? What is that? It's from a tree that has a heart on it. Imagine that. Even the trees grow limbs in the shape of a heart. On the outside, we would just think, because you can't, I mean, you just look at this and the limbs going up, you would not think it was a heart. But when that tree was cut, not only is it the shape of a heart, but look what happens inside. Look at the center of that. Can you see the center? If that had water and it popped more too. Now this tree, do you know what kind of, who knows what kind of wood that is? You're 13, might you know? I don't think you'd, I don't know if you have these trees around here. You wouldn't have a clue, would you? Probably an oak tree. Not an oak tree. And don't feel bad because I wouldn't have a clue either. This is actually a cherry tree. Was a cherry tree. From our daughter and son-in-law's property, they had a commercial cherry orchard that they had to cut down. And my husband went up there to help them, and he was cutting down hundreds of trees. Hundreds of cherry trees, I know. How sad. And when he came in that afternoon from being outside with the chainsaw, he and Alexander had a stack of these. From big to small. All different thicknesses. Heart of love. Does that seem very loving to cut down cherry trees? No. I didn't think so either because I like cherry trees. But here's why. The little background story to this is this was Alexander's dream to have this commercial orchard. And he'd worked for years and years and years to get it growing. But the amount of time when you work full time to have a commercial cherry orchard that requires full time means that you're doing two full-time jobs and you have very little time, right? And now they're going to have their first baby. And what does that require? More time. More time. Did you require more time? I suppose. I suppose you did. (laughs) How about you? Did you require more time? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you glad? Yeah, so is mommy and daddy. This was a death of a vision for him, and it was a a big surrender to God to recognize all these plans, all this work, all this investment of time and money and hard work is going to have to be cut down because he wanted to be, have time for his family, his children. And uh, when they called us and they told us of that decision, we were very, we knew what, what a surrender that was, how big of a surrender that was, especially for Alexander. And we, we, we were praying for them because those aren't easy decisions. But when they came to that decision, he made that decision, Tom said, I'll come up and help you do it. Because he knew it was going to be hard on him. First of all, the amount of time to cut. My husband cut down more than 400 trees and that. He just cut down a part of the orchard. Yes. That's really sad, isn't it? But this was, the, this was the token of God's love, that messenger of love and that hard, hard decision. 
So they have pieces, and we have pieces, and we brought one to show you here today, a messenger of love in nature. You can put that on the tray. I better hurry up. What's your name? Hannah. Hannah, where are you from? Idaho. Idaho. Wow, you're a long way from home. And what, how old are you, Hannah? Nine. So we have two eights, a 13, and a nine. Do I got that right? Two nines. Two nines. Two nines. You were eight. Eight, nine, 13, and nine. Okay, sorry, I messed up. Okay, Do you, have you looked in that box yet? No. Whoa, she's so disciplined. She couldn't see anything in this box. It's just a box. She picked it up off the tray, curiosity. Carefully open that because what's in that box is a messenger of nature of love. And it is so tiny and so delicate. Go ahead. What is it? It's a feather. A feather. It's all of this big. Oh, I'm going to get the camera over here. Go stand by this Mr. Daniel here. And in the center of this tiny, tiny feather is a kind of orangish heart. Now, it's not a perfect shape heart. But, you know, sometimes when you see hearts, one side's bigger than the other, or they have a little bit of a slant to them. And you can, can you children see that shape right there? It goes up like that and curves down and comes back around. Isn't that neat? Amazing. That's a messenger of love in nature in a tiny little feather that has, how many colors can you count on that feather? Um, what do you think? Four, vivid, four easy colors to pick out, right? Yeah. Right, because there's orange, green, and white, and the gray color. Very good. Okay, thank you, Hannah. You can put that down. Don't leave me, though. Wow, isn't this exciting? Messengers of love. Are you getting excited to do something with your children on Sabbath? Huh? Absolutely. Okay, let's see. We've done you. Oh, yeah, we've done you. Okay. Tell everybody your name. Olivia. And where are you from? Alabama. Woo, we're getting some states up here. And how old are you, Olivia? <laughs> Seven. Seven. What do you have? A rock. And what do you see on your rock? A heart. Can you hold that rock up so they can see it? Okay, we'll let the... See, my helpers are telling what needs to happen up here. This rock we found, it's a smooth river rock. It's also from Montana. And it's all, it looks like it's been embossed with a heart on it. It looks like a paperweight. I mean, a factory might have wanted to do that for a, something they would manufacture and sell, right? Because of the shape. And it is so neat. And you know, do I have any water left in that cup? Just see if there's any. Do you mind getting your hand wet? Yeah. You do mind? Yeah. Okay. Then let's give it over here to Ben. You don't mind, do you mind getting your hand wet? No. Okay. Pour that water on there. It's not, it's not a lot of water. But look what happens when water hits that. See all the colors? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Messenger of love. We have one more? Yep. All right, right here. What's your name? Esther. Esther. You know what? You're so tiny. I'm going to bring you right over. Thank you. Right here so everybody can see you. How old are you, Esther? Five. Five and a half. Five and a half. Got that? When's your birthday? August 17th. Uh, Yeah, you are five. August 17th. Do you remember what year you were born? That's all right. You don't have to know that. That's not important. What's important is it's August 17, and you're going to be, you're five and a half going to be six. So what did you pick off the tray? Coral. Wow. Now, I'm impressed. 
Where's your mommy or daddy? Raise your hand. Have you ever shown her coral before? Okay. My, my brother has. Oh, it's, we, brother gets the credit. Thank you, brother. His name is Jesse. Oh, thank you. Justin? Justin? Jesse. Jesse, okay. So you have a piece of coral, and what shape is that in? Uh, Kind of a funny heart shape. It's a funny heart shape, you're right, because there's no, there aren't a lot of perfect hearts out there, are there? But you can see a little bit of a heart shape in it, can't you? Yeah. Where does coral come from? The ocean. The ocean. So in the ocean, God leaves messengers of love, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. On our trails and the bird's wings in the sky. We, I couldn't bring clouds in here, right? Because you can't control that. That's why I brought the pictures in here. So thank you. Now, have you ever been in the o- to the ocean? Yeah. I've been to Point St. Joe Ocean. Okay. And where are you from? Where do you live? What state? Do you know? Um, Murfreesboro. That's Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee. Okay, very good. My mom used to live in Tennessee. Wow. Maybe they can be friends. She's over there. Okay. So God gives messengers of love even in the water and the coral, doesn't he? There's a few more items on this tray. Some are the same. This one hasn't gotten shown. It hasn't. Some of them haven't. Are you curious about one more? Yes. You all, so why don't we come over here so this chair is kind of blocking people's view. Okay, you can pass that around. Don't open it, please. Don't open it. Just pass around and then I'm going to get everybody to tell me what they think is in there. Oh, honey, you can put your coral back on the tray. I have several pieces of coral. We were walking along a beach because we travel a lot and we love to snorkel. So anytime we can be by the water to snorkel or where there's, because coral grows in warm water, not cold water, right? So anyway, we pick up things. It's like, wow, that's amazing. And all this, just masses of coral. And then here's a little heart. And there's a little heart. And over here's another heart. And in an hour, I think we had three or four pieces of coral that were in the shape Kind of funny shapes of hearts. All right, children, what do you think is in that little jar? Probably two pieces of heart from rocks. Two little Okay, we know it's a heart. You think you say it's a shell? Yes, we say a shell. Stone. A stone. It's kind of hard to see. Anybody else guess a stone or yes? I think it's a heart, but a tiny little heart. A heart, but a tiny little heart. I got a super tiny little heart here. My husband found for me the other day. We were doing some work at home. Look at that little tiny heart stone. Probably. But what's in that jar is even tinier. Oh, my. Probably that tiny. It's even tinier. That tiny? Who has the jar? Okay, come on right over here, Esther. So you can't see what's in the jar, but they all discovered it's a heart shape, whatever it is. That is a piece of bone. Bone? Ew. 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 Yuck. Ew. Now, now aren't you glad I didn't say you could hold it? Yes. Disgusting. Well, that, that piece of bone in that jar is from this arm right here. Yeah. Well, this dog, a dog didn't eat this bone. (laughs) 
a heart of love. Even when we go through trials, God is there with us. And he sends messengers of love. We need to open our eyes and look for those messengers of love that are going to be a blessing to us. So my husband and I were riding bicycles, and we kissed the front tires together. You don't kiss front tires of bicycles. He was looking one way, and I was looking another way, and our tires bumped. And it was just enough impact that we both went off our bicycles. And when I fell down, like any good person wants to do, is protect yourself, right? And I put my arm out. This arm. No, this arm, because you got to face the same way I am. There you go. And when I did, the bones in my arm snapped and came out through the skin, and my arm hung, instead of hanging from here, hung like this from here. And I had to go to the hospital, and they had to put it all back together, and the surgeon said, I don't have enough bone pieces. There's too much bone missing. I had to put plates. I got one bone with enough little pieces that it'll grow back together. But the other bone, which is my most important bone in my arm. This one? This one here. Has not enough bone pieces to make it heal right. So I've got big old plates and screws and things in there. And the next morning, my husband went out on the bike trail following the blood drops to where the accident happened, and there he picked up a messenger of love. My bone in the shape of a heart. Is God good? Amazing, huh? That gave us courage, because, and I don't know how many saw the, the slideshow last night. Remember the slideshow they did? 2012, did you notice when I was up here, I was wearing glasses and a cast, That accident happened just less than a week or about a week before this retreat. Less than a week, probably. I just had had surgery and got it all put back together. Still had pins in my wrist. And that little bone piece was found on the trail. And that was a comfort to know that even when we go through hard things that hurt us, God, God is creative, you're right. It's a messenger of love because God has a heart of love. Was that fun? So you want to do these kind of things at home? Yeah. Oh, good. Hear that, Mom and Dad? Don't leave me, children. I brought something for you for helping me. You're going to reach into the bag. Now, there's different things in this little bag. Some of, They're all in the shape of a heart. Got it. See how quick they were? They're right on it, right? Well, actually, not all. All but one are in the shape of a heart. The first messenger of love we learned about was what? The Bible, right? So there's one itty-bitty tiny Bible in the bag. You already have one of those? Okay, I'm going to let you... Oh, okay. This is going to be really hard because I'm just going to have you put your hands in the bag and pull... Wait a minute. Let's see. Now, you young men are learning to be... Patient. Very good. And... Gentlemen. 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 You know what that means? What does that mean? Patient. Patient and? Waiting for your turn. Waiting for your turn. That's true. Girls need to know that too, right? Come on, men out there. What is a gentleman? Let's say it together, guys. A whole, maybe you guys don't know what a gentleman is. 
Okay, one, two, three. Ladies first. Got Ladies that? first. Oh, she heard that. <laughs> now, girls, girls, here's the thing. As Christians, and, and the Bible tells us about learning to love others the way we love ourselves, so it doesn't always mean that because you're a girl, you get everything first, right? Of course not. You're in a family of girls. You can't have everything first because maybe one of your sisters gets it first, right? So I don't know, but um, maybe we'll just, I don't know. You decide who, who wants to put their hand in and take, a heart, take something out of the bag. Go ahead. I'm, I'm not going to say who can do it. You don't have to be. I mean, they, they can share and let you guys go too if they want to. You can reach right in there. Well, I think she got what she was hoping to find in that bag. Okay. That little Bible has a, a, a verse or more from every book of the Bible. You can memorize that entire Bible. And some of you got, you got? Uh, coral. Coral, very good. What did you get? A uh, stone. Uh, yes, a rock. A stone. Plastic. Oh. Plastic. Just plastic? I think it's plastic. Well, of course, but what is it the shape of? Oh, a heart. A heart. Listen, I have more stones in here if you'd rather change it out. Okay. No, no you, have, you got the good stuff, honey. I wasn't sure. I think there should be uh, enough for, hopefully, somebody might end up with a red heart. Because I've got to go on a lot more walks because in one retreat, I go through all my extra heart stones, right? Thank you for helping me. You are great. Thank you. You can go sit down. The heart of love through nature. The fourth area is Christ is a messenger of love. Thank you. Did you, you all got something? Okay. A messenger of love. He's the greatest messenger of love we could have ever had. John three sixteen. Let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John, okay, there's no greater gift. There's no greater expression. There's no greater demonstration of that heart of love than was demonstrated through Christ as the messenger of love on the cross. So that's where we want to focus, friends. That's the fourth area. And then last but not least, who is the last messenger of love? We've talked about the Bible. We've talked about angels. We've talked about nature. We've talked about Christ. Who else can be a messenger of love? Thank you. He's doing this. Who's that? Every one of us in this room. Because we were created in his image and in his likeness. And he has given us his heart of love. And his heart of love in our heart will then create us to be or motivate us to be messengers of love, right? Messengers of love. So we are to be those messengers of love, us. And I particularly want to talk to the parents now. Because we did this little small demonstration with nature objects, right? Did you enjoy it? Do you think the children enjoyed it? They were very attentive. I wish I could have just had every child in this room up here, but then it might have been looking a little bit chaos up here. But we all as parents have the opportunity to be messengers of love. And you know what? Too often we are too 
focused on things of less importance than the importance of our children, than the importance of our families, and the importance of the Sabbath. And so messengers of love, as I shared earlier, that little clump of grass that you saw from our house, I almost was tempted to dig it up, but I figured by the time it it rode here in the car all those miles, or I would transport it on an airplane, when I go on these airplane trips hauling this stuff, TSA gets in my suitcases and they find these rocks in my husband's shoes because I have to put them somewhere that they're not going to damage anything else. And I tell you, I wonder what they think. This, these are the strangest people. They have the strangest things they travel with. Rocks and feathers and this and that. But... We encourage you to do something special with your children for Sabbath. Make it the highlight of the week. Do something with them. When we had our grandchildren with us, and we're going to get a picture up here, uh, our grandchildren helped prepare for this year's theme. We first had Emily and Isaac visiting us. They only had two children at the time. And we went on a nature walk. And our theme that Sabbath was messengers of love, God's love. And I tell you what, they as they went out there... Um, They were looking, we gave them just little plastic bags and we went on a walk and we were looking for messengers of love. And if they found a rock, and you had to look pretty carefully. Oh, sorry. Uh, Let me back up. I'm going to pause here. This, whoops, we're going the wrong way. Let's go back the other way. That was a hike my husband and I took up a mountain in our area. And as you get toward the top, it gets quite steep. And I have vertigo. So when I don't have this around me and I have this around me like air and only a little bit of land on one side because you're going up, I get kind of dizzy. And as we were getting to the higher part of the mountain and it was getting steeper and I'm not I'm not a mountain goat. I'm not graceful. I climb on all fours. Okay, I was climbing there. And as I bent over to take, you know, another stone to keep my balance because I didn't want to fall again, I, I saw this rock. And you can't see it, maybe, even on that big picture, you can't see it. But it's the ugliest rock you've ever seen, but it's in the shape of a heart. Fairly flat on one side and quite rough on the other. And I put the the rock in my hand, and literally every time I fell, I put that hand forward. And instead of my hand touching the rough ground or, you know, other stones or whatever, that rock protected my hand. I carried that rock the rest of the way up. And the rest of the way down, and it's our collection at home. It was really too big to bring along. But that was a Sabbath walk, and we got to the top of the mountain. You go to the next picture. There's my husband. Somebody had built a cairn, and look what's in the center of that cairn. A heart rock. A heart rock. And we're not the only one who love heart rocks. And so on your hikes, you can find those messengers of love. And that was a lot of fun. So now we're going to fast forward and go back to a Sabbath. We should be coming up to grandchildren, a little girl, a little boy. There we are with Grandpa out there. We got our bags. We're on a mission. You know, children, when they're four and five, and they were actually three and four at the time, oh, you know, they can get tired, can't they? But we had a purpose. And for an hour and a half, those children walked, and they looked and they discovered, and they, they looked here and there, and they, they had such a great time looking for those little tokens of love, those messengers of love. And they, they found some rocks to bring home, and we were so excited. In the afternoon, we were going to do something else with them. But anyway, there they are on a hike. And the next picture, I think it's coming. 
Next picture. We did that with, with Allison and her family. They have three. And that's where we found that clump of grass on our hike with them on our, in our pro, on our property. And then after we collected all of our messengers of love we found in nature, we came home and in the after, later in the afternoon, Tom, or we, we had this activity and we said to the grandchildren, this is Austin in the picture, what is, your, what is God like to you? What is God like to you? So all you have to do is get out some construction paper, glue and glitter, and you've got their full attention. And he created his idea. He says, well, God is love. It came right out of his mouth. He's four years old. God is love. Amen. So Tom wrote it out. He, Austin glittered it up. You can go to the next picture. I think he's got a couple more of him. Yeah. Very carefully. This is on the next one because one isn't ever enough for a child. And then he did another picture, and his little brother was napping, and I, he actually got three in before his brother woke up. For about an hour, he and Grandpa sat at the, the kitchen deck there uh, talking about God's love. How does a child express God's love? And we'll go to the next picture. I think it is coming up there. Thank you. There's his creation. One says, God is love. I think the other one on the right says, Jesus is kind. I can't read it this far away. Is that what it says? That's his concept of God and Jesus. Isn't that great? And how we got the whale in the middle, I don't know. But in his heart, that's an expression of God's love. That big fish. Maybe he's thinking of Jonah in that story, huh? God is love. Messengers of love. Okay, we'll go to the next, next picture. And then his little brother woke up, and of course he has to have a turn too. He's two and a half. And a two-and-a-half-year-old with glitter can be quite a venture. So you don't leave them because in order for them to do it, they have to be on top, right? Well, you saw Austin. He was on top of the counter. Alden's, you know, standing on the stool, leaning over. Tom's very close so he doesn't slip off or the slip, stool slip out from under him. But he was making his pictures. They had so much fun with Grandma, with Grandpa. So... Here we see that we can take these lessons and we can expand them for Sabbath. We can do something about the love of God for our family and for our children that will help them to enjoy the Sabbath. I think we have one, one more picture of little Alden there. Oh, and one more. His, what he came up with, there should be one more with him in it. Not with him, but with his creations. He did two pictures. And here we see that children love that. And I've had mothers say to me, yes, but you know glitter is so messy. And it can be messy. How many of you have ever had glitter? How many of you have ever used glitter in your home? Let me see your hands. Quite a few, but I don't see some hands up. How many of you have had glitter remains for weeks after? Okay. We are in April, this was in January, and I still occasionally find a fleck of glitter here and there in the grout of the tile. I don't know, how many times have I wiped the counter, right? Wiped the, the grout out, wipe, you know, mop the floor, or vacuum the floor, or swept the floor. And I still find these little flecks of glitter. Uh, recently, my husband came, I think it was him, yeah. Anyway, oh no, it was me. I came into the bathroom to brush my teeth after breakfast, and I had a speckle of glitter on my cheek. This was like two months after the glitter was put away. 
I don't know, I must have been wiping it, got on the rag, and then, you know, I must have brushed my face or, you know, touched my face and transplanted it. I didn't know it until I got into the bathroom, and there it was sparkling on my cheek in the, the bathroom mirror. I had to pick it off. Messengers of love. We want to have God's love, that heart of love in our hearts, and we want to do something to make that heart of love real for our families, real for our children. And the more we do to create this environment in our, in our home for our children, the greater blessings we will get as adults. So we did this for years with our children in home. This is one Sabbath theme. And now we're doing it again with our grandchildren. But Tom and I will often, like I said, I can't even, not on Sabbath, but on any walk, almost any walk, we do almost always, I shouldn't say almost always, not unfrequently, one of us will find a heart in a stone on the road or in the path or whatever, whatever, wherever we're going. And whoever finds it, this is our little thing. You can create your own little thing. I find one. I said, honey, here's my heart. And I give it to him and I kiss him. Now those rocks we did not bring here to give away. Those are special rocks. We actually have to go on separate hikes to find rocks that we're going to give away. We still give each other a kiss, and, you know, we have quite a collection, but we just want to be able to share that with everybody. But there's certain rocks, like that little itty-bitty one we were doing that yard project. I mean, it is so tiny. It looks like a tiny piece of gravel. And my husband saw it, and he says, honey, look at this. I said, we got to keep that. He brought it in the house after I got my kiss, and he put it in a little jar because it's so small, it's going to get lost. And so we keep it in our room in a little jar. The rest of the rocks, most of all of them are outside except for those two special ones, which you can see at the end of the program. So let's open our hearts to God's heart of love. Look for those messengers of love through his word, <coughs> through nature, through the life of Christ, through the angels, how they came to minister. Let's kneel for a closing prayer. Dear God, we want to thank you for giving us this message this morning, and I ask you that we please open our eyes to take away the words that you would have us uh, to live in our lives going forward. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to worship and gather together on your Sabbath day once again, and to please bless the remainder of our time uh, on this special Sabbath day at, at Camp Meeting. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.